point where weeds are sprouting, perhaps just loitering near an inexplicably derelict bus stop. I'll remind you of loneliness or old age, or that winter's setting in. But most often I'll be in restless places, the passing points of departure and arrival between various somewheres, I'm the one apart and hesitant in the waiting rooms of stations, under the arc lights of ticket halls and in the corner booths, hovering at turnstiles and gates, never quite joining queues nor scanning information boards, yet never unaware of the human traffic. I stay in by the wall, sidestepping the tide of those in genuine and deliberate transit, dazed yet somehow impervious, lost but not utterly bewildered. I drift just outside the echoes and thrums of journeys that are not mine, the endings and beginnings of missions, diversions, pilgrimages, expeditions. I observe lives unlike mine, full of imperative planned destinations, and I envy people this apparent conviction that their myriad tiny events, their moving towards events yet to be, are of some importance. Neither a proper impetus to travel, nor a true purpose in remaining where I am, falls my way. I lack reasons either to go or to wait, and this looks like failure in me. Not that I am at all disgraceful. I am never drunk. I don't mutter. I don't carry my belongings in a bundle. It may be stained and tatty, but I do have luggage. And I tend also to have an address. Albeit, it's always temporary. I manage to keep out of hostels, mostly. Once a day, I endeavour to eat at a table. Wherever there's a bargain. Jumbo platter, hot drink, three ninety nine, And, whether or not... It's a proper mealtime. Also, once a day, I'll spend up to an hour nibbling on most of a sandwich and then wrap and pocket the crusts for later. I'm a hoarder, not a scavenger. I admit, I never spend money on a paper. And actually, it suits me not to read the news before it's old and discarded. But I wouldn't dream of polishing off abandoned cups of coffee. It's true that I'm not above helping myself to forgotten gloves and scarves. Once in winter, I took a man's coat left on a bench. So my vagrancy is unspectacular. I wear a taint of rationing, that's all. I have the thready, ashamed look of a reduced person who assumes there is worse reduction to come, who lingers until the last minute where it's warmest, before boarding the final bus or train, or who walks away from the dark station as the grills rattle down, because nobody waits for her in the evenings. But tomorrow, though it's hard for me to speak loud enough for you to hear, I'll try again. I'll take a sly, off-centre interest in your moments of parting and greeting, Look too closely at your clothes, the magazine you carry. Your polite glance when you ask if the seat next to me is free 
I'll take as an invitation. Yes, though it's none too clean. No, oh, well, it'll do. I'm over glad to be spoken to, so that far too soon, and whether you replied this way or not, I'll turn to you with a remark too intricate, an anecdote too unlikely and revelatory. Yes, the pigeons here are awful, aren't they? I met a woman once who got worms off a bench from the dropping, she said. Filthy it was. Much worse than this. After that, she wouldn't sit anywhere in public without spreading the seat with newspaper first. Once she stood an entire night because she hadn't got any. But you can't win, can you, because that played merry hell with her veins, which was worse than the worms. Or so she claimed. And you'll look away.